0: I'm Trixie and I'm
1: Weege and we are 33XPL. We love horse racing and we teach you about it so you can have fun with us.
0: Every week we publish podcast episodes across a ton of platforms and also on YouTube. 33XPL is on Instagram and Pinterest too. You'll find exclusive video lessons, other content, and more fun stuff at our free community. Just go to www.33xpl.com Log in with your email and you're there. No spam, no gimmicks, just a place where new fans
1: and fun lovers can get together to learn and share.
0: Well, hello there, Weege. How the heck are you? I'm the heck fine, Trixie. How are you? I am great. And we have been looking forward to this edition where we are going to take you, dear listener, uh into the workings of the Spendthrift Stud Farm, which is awesome. Yay! So while we were out um in Kentucky for uh the Breeders' Cup, while we were watching the Breeders' Cup at Churchill Downs, we also rented a car and went out to Lexington and took a tour of Spendthrift Farm.
1: Spend- right, you can't go you can't go to Kentucky without at least seeing a horse farm of some kind.
0: Absolutely, and um, so Spendthrift Farm was founded in 1937 by Leslie Combs II, and he was a rake and a wreck on tour. And uh, the phrase that pays was uh, "fast horses, fast women." Yeah, and he really built up the stable. And he was also the owner of the horse, the famous horse Nashua. And they would not insure it if he had a typical wooden barn. So he built kind of the Fort Knox, beautiful brick, gorgeous stables Mm -hmm. that are now the signature of Spendthrift Farm. And in the 80s, basically, and he was in his 80s then, uh, Spendthrift Farm went bankrupt and it bounced around between a bunch of owners until finally in 2004, it was acquired by um, B Wayne Hughes, who was the founder um, the very rich founder of public storage. And he was able to resuscitate it into the juggernaut it is now. So even though he passed away recently, relatively in August, um, The place is going strong and they have tons of plans for the future. So we thought we would tell you what it was like to visit, and this enormous operation, and at least what we learned about how it works. Um, but first, we wanted to say a brief hello to our international listeners. Thank you for and, being here.
1: Hello. We're happy to have you. You're so awesome. and You, you are so you know, awesome. You are so awesome. So thank you for being here with us. We're like, yay. So please send your friends, come find us, laugh at our stupidity. We're happy to have you.
0: We are very happy, and um, and of course we you know we we love domestic listeners, anyone anywhere really. We we like y'all, yeah. but we but we're gonna we're gonna put uh, some of our pictures from this trip into a section in our community called the Inside Track. So we'll set that up. There'll be pictures in there. That is gonna you're gonna need a login to get in there because those are our. Our own pictures, but our community is free. Uh, if you use your email address, you can get into it free and get bonus classes. Uh, there's a bonus video lesson on pick number races that we posted in there. It's really cool um, animation, lots of comparisons. And right, so we're all
1: about the learning.
0: That's we our gig. We're that's all about our, the learning. That's right. That's our thing. So yeah, if you head over to the free resource section in our community, you'll see we've got stuff posted up there um that you can just check out and um see what you like. But we also post daily fun stuff um well, Monday through Friday basically, and then we also have um horsey news and, you know, there's a bunch of cool stuff in there. So go check it out. Uh as i say you can you can browse it without even logging in but pictures from Spendthrift farm which you are gonna want to see because we saw some monsters yeah some we monsters we saw and, some monsters
1: yeah and just the beautiful scenery they have the longest driveway to get there <laughs> yeah. like i was filming the driveway and I showed it to my my dear husband, and he's like, geez, that is one long driveway. I mean, it just never ends.
0: <laughs> it, it it's crazy. And we really went there at such a beautiful time of year. The leaves were turning. Mm. And as you approach it, at least the direction that we came, which is along the Bourbon Trail. So basically, as you're driving, it's so funny. But as you're driving along the highway, like every few miles, there's another sign that says, Exit for Woodford Reserve. Exit for Jim yeah, Beam. I know. It's like, I was like wow, drinking and driving is like
1: a thing here.
0: It's a, it's a super thing because the bourbon trail is just distillery after distillery. On Off that the highway, road. yeah, yeah when we approached um spendthrift, we were going down what's called a scenic byway, like it was a like historical marker, and it was gorgeous. There were all these like red colored bushes on one side of the road with like these low mm-hmm. running stone walls. The other side of the road had the the yellow leaves on the trees and the horse fences and the rolling green hills. I mean, it was so picture postcard it was it was glorious. It was a, a really glorious day, mm-hmm. and the setting just could not be prettier. So when you arrive, you immediately go to the main sort of front of Spendthrift, which is sort of like this big U-shape, mm-hmm. and then it's got a U-shape with all of these alcoves, and each alcove has behind it, you can see the stables where all the studs are. And I think they have currently 19 stallions. Does that sound right? Yeah, it could be. Yeah. That's what they said. I think she said they had 19 and next season, the next breeding season, which starts at February, they're going to go up to 24 stallions. Oh, okay. So we were taken on the tour by the marketing Oh yeah, I can see twenty four of them on um, the site. I went to. I'm on the Spent Thrift site. Oh, okay. Site. So okay, twenty four of them. So she's done a lot of photography, and she sort of ended up working for Spent Thrift Farm, and now she does a lot of the marketing outreach and the tours and all kinds of stuff. So she had tons of great stories to tell about everything, because basically everything in this place has a story behind it. Mm. It it was. Very cool. So the first thing that they did for us is we stood on this front lawn area where they have this beautiful monument to Nashua, and they've got a sculpture of him. And who is the artist on that? Liza Todd, the
1: daughter of Elizabeth Taylor.
0: So just more, you know, kind of celebrity. <laughs> star fast power horse, fast there. women. Exactly. And she
1: is actually a, a, a well-known equine uh, sculptor.
0: Oh, I mean, it was beautiful work. Yeah, so it was there's no. Yeah, there's no question that, you know, she's, she's talented at, at her work. But, you know, it was probably easier to get people to start looking at it if you're Elizabeth Taylor's child. I'm it's just true. It's maybe true. maybe there would be people just wandering over to but, your you mom's know, house. He's like, hey, about, look at this stuff.
1: This is a whole business about who you know.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, this is totally the who you know business. And actually, um, I don't know if we said in this take, we had to kind of wipe out another take, but I was saying if you are a rich and famous person, somebody is going to walk up to you and say, you know what you need in your life? A racehorse. Mm-hmm. And and getting a racehorse is probably a lot like getting a yacht. It's very expensive <laughs> and you might regret it, but it is pretty amazing. It, it's pretty awesome. It is. And I would totally do it if I could. So <laughs> there Me you too. go. <laughs> and you stand there and then they were able to have the grooms um because each groom takes care of just two horses so they had the handlers bring out a few of the stallions one at a time <laughs> so that we could meet them and the first one they brought out was golden sense
1: oh so golden sense oh my god that horse wonderfully
0: odd <laughs> so
1: yeah i'll i'll talk about describe
0: that. that yeah no go ahead go okay. ahead okay I
1: think I was thinking about this cuz I knew we were going to talk about the stud farm. I think that Golden Sense is wonderfully clumpy. <laughs> he's he's sort of I would say he's short and stocky and but he's he's fast as hell, you know. And so they said he's just he's weird looking and you would never They brought him out first and it was like so you could see sort of a comparison between these different horse body shapes, but his was definitely kind of short and clumpy and odd, but he produces really fast turf horses like good offspring so you can't judge the horse by its clumpiness because
0: <laughs> well and
1: he- he's a fast he was a fast little dude and he is the sire of going to Vegas who's my little horsey so um, she's a fast little
0: a well, little and, chicky too. And Golden Sense himself is a progeny of into mischief. Uh-huh. And so he is he was foaled in 2010, Golden Sense. And uh he did run uh in the preakness, but it's not like you know he won the triple crown or something like that. But he it looks like he raced uh, basically up till being a four-year-old, and then he went into studying. And so far, it looks like, because Golden Sense was weird-looking, she's, she was saying. It's true. It's because, true. He's, because he's sort of unusual-looking, Um the first time he bred, he bred with a fairly undistinguished It's not like they picked uh, a mare who had been a great runner or whatever. And anyway, with a relatively undistinguished mare, I think he managed to sire a winning horse. And so once that started happening, that his progeny started winning, people went, well, he might be weird looking. (laughs) But. 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 just as hell. Yeah, and 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 going to Vegas is um, she is is a laurel in his crown. So it's speak, true. I don't know how to say that. It's true. She is. I mean, she and she's a pretty horse. She's not clumpy like Dad. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank goodness the daughter. Yeah, didn't didn't look so much like Dad.
1: Exactly. So
0: we got to see Golden Sense. So they brought out Golden Sense, so we could look at Golden Sense, and then after um, walking him out. They walked in authentic, <laughs> the 2020 Kentucky Derby winner. And we got to take pictures with authentic. It was so cool. It was it was amazing because we
1: all right, we are not people who get starstruck. Like we could give two craps about anybody. Like, I don't care. I don't care about celebrities or any of that junk. But authentic was like, oh my god. And then the superstar after that, wow. But yeah. definitely authentic. We were both like, authentic's here? Really? Really? We get to see authentic?
0: We couldn't <laughs> believe it. Like, and we were texting everybody pictures. We're like, how often do you get to pose with the Kentucky Derby winner? Like, never. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah, it was such- not part of life. It was so cool. So they, um, now we weren't posing like, you know, with our arms wrapped around them because these are stallions. They are big and they have personalities. <laughs> yes, but- they do but we were we were you know standing maybe like 6 feet in front of them and they were right. he was with his handler and so you know everything everything was cool but you do get a sense for their size and their power mm-hmm. um and even though um our tour guide was saying you know they have put on uh, they'll put on a little weight once they're no longer racing um authentic still looks kind of cut yeah, I he guess because he was because he was racing in twenty twenty. So he's still got these like crazy ripples on right. him that you're like, that's just muscle under there. Yeah. And yeah. So that was that was great. So the third horse that we saw was Matoli. And he's a record holder for speed. Yeah. I, Steve
1: Um Asmussen is a huge fan of Matoli. I've actually seen a commercial. Um you know, for his um, studying, (laughs) where he's saying he's like, he's the fastest horse ever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, he was, he was a good looking horse. And so we got to see, we got to see him as well. So we got to see them in person. And then we got to go around the sort of the circuit of the stable to see the other horses that were present that were in their stalls, just kind of hanging out. Right. So some of the horses who we got to see, we got to see uh, cloud computing mm-hmm. in this particular building.
1: And oh, we Known saw, Agenda
0: showed us his butt. Oh, yeah. And I posted that in, in our community section. There's, <laughs> there's Known Agenda's butt because he's like, this is what you can get from me. I'm Known Agenda. I don't have to give you anything. And right. that, is, that is true. That's exactly um, right. Jimmy Creed was there and he messed up his stall jimmy creed this was so funny he had piled up all of the hay in his stall to make like a wall for himself and then he was standing over the top of it like like you can imagine like building a pillow fort and then draping yourself over the top of it it was it was kind of weird um but yeah so um yeah he wanted it that
1: way and he liked it and it was art so there it you go. was and it
0: was art and we saw free drop billy yep. and we saw um gormley who was so sweet oh my god he was gormley- so sweet such a nice personality that horse, and you were saying Weege, that you've started to see Gormley's kids. I think I've seen. I have uh, been. I've I was. Been. I was seeing a Gormley kid just last weekend, and I forget who it was, but I I bet on him just because of Gormley.
1: Right, you know, it's funny because now that we went to Spendthrift, now I'm starting to notice, you know, more of these guys, and I'm like super psyched. You know, I've seen. Um max well we had we saw Maximus Mischief, who is a little nut well, actually kind of a big nutball. he's um, huge,
0: he's like, what is he like eighteen hands tall he's yeah, he's notably he's, a giant he is he is a big huge, one. yeah, and then um let's see,
1: yeah, and I've seen Gormley and cross traffic and um Golden sense, Jimmy Creed, so I'm starting to see these names everywhere, and it's so exciting.
0: I mean, it's really fun. You just I, I feel and this is just from a straight up betting point of view. Um, I bet better on the horses I know better. I just I get you get kind of a feel for them and you yeah. just think, okay, I I I just feel like I kind of understand the race dynamics better and maybe right. whether or not it's a race that's gonna suit them. You just Seeing them a little bit, and um, it was interesting. Uh, I also posted in the community section. We found this cool podcast with a handicapper, uh, Emily Gullickson, and she is a super data nerd. And she watches tons and tons of races. And she sort of became a handicapper's handicapper by doing that. She just watches so many races, and she used to be a clocker for workouts, and she watches tons of workouts. And it's knowing them like it's mm-hmm. taking the measure of the horses because there's stuff that doesn't show up on the data sheet and really it's looking at them and then sort of taking the measure with your own eyes of what you're seeing and so i really feel in my tiny way cuz she's like a super pro but, yeah yeah but but in my Impressive, tiny way yeah. the season that we had Basically starting with the Derby of getting to see some of these horses, it just made a difference that when we got to the Breeders' Cup, I started to feel more like I knew what they were up against. I knew what kind of crowd they were in. Um
1: right. it was still you, a,
0: a crap you a, ton of races to figure
1: out. But oh <laughs> God, it was so many races. But yeah, it it's true. If you have some feel for the way a horse, you know, a horse runs or the way the lineage is and the way Maybe that body style kind of operates because that's that's part of it, right? Like you see, um, you know, like Maximus mischief couldn't be a, a closer, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, it's, it's sort of a mirror image of into mischief. I mean, it's big and majestic and amazing, you know, and, and, well, and- it's just got <clears throat> that same exact body type
0: and i forget what they what they called it she there's a name for it when a particular horse is so evident in the bloodline and into mischief is one of those horses that she says you get to where you can see it you just right. see a horse and you're like into mischief like because his physical characteristics are so stamped mm-hmm. on the offspring that you it you really see it. and so Maximus mischief is another one where they they just get that into mischief quality, right. You could see Dad. so we got to see these fabulous horses, and we got to take pictures of them and say hello to them and some of them yes. said hello back you know mm-hmm. they all have different personalities so some of them were like smell you later but some of them were like hey <laughs> it's true some hey of them were there. like
1: smell my butt because yeah. I'm putting it right right to you
0: And you know what? I had to take a picture of Known Agendas' butt because I love that horse even if he shows me his butt. I like the attitude. I don't even care. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's a jerk and I've lost on him. So whatever he said (laughs) to me. (laughs) Um, Okay. This is a small reminder from last week. How could I possibly have bet Midnight Bourbon again? (laughs) How did I do it? How did I do it again? La- okay, so last week at Delmar, Midnight Bourbon was running with other amazing quality horses, including Maxfield, and I actually bet on Midnight Bourbon again, forgetting <laughs> that he was dead to me. And of course, you never learn. That's why I am glad he's going out to stud because it will stop me from ever betting on him again. Because apparently, I can't stop myself.
1: So, so he can't. Just-
0: he needs to retire from racing so that I stop myself. But anyway.
1: If, yeah, so- if we can make him leave the country, we would.
0: <laughs> so then we, we went into another building, which was gorgeous, and everything is glossy, and the wood is all finished. And it has, um do you want to talk about the fittings? Like all of these super solid wood doors have all solid, Oh yeah. huge brass fittings.
1: Yeah, they have like these, you know when you see like the the average barn door that sliding barn door well the top the fixtures at the top were made by um Fisher Automotive who did I believe they did chassis but they made Mr. Fisher personally had these created these brass fittings for the top of the barn doors and he installed them himself so you know this mega you know, automotive titan (laughs) came in actually. Was a
0: racehorse owner. (laughs) He was a racehorse owner
1: and he owned his own stable um, at one point, but he, um, you know, a a Detroiter, he actually had them made and he installed them himself, which I think is a pretty amazing thing because he was like super wealthy, could have paid anybody to do it, but he wanted his hand on it.
0: Yeah, I mean and I will I will include one of these pictures and you'll just see how absolutely gorgeous everything is. And so all the the stalls have brass plaques that show mm-hmm. what horse is in there and who what that horse's parentage is. And then sometimes there'll be another plaque in the top right corner at the top of the door showing you who used to be in that stall, like Mm -hmm. famous, famous horses that, that used to be in that stall. So as we went into that separate barn area, which I guess was this area that was designed by Elizabeth Arden. I Um, think, I think,
1: yeah, I I think think so. I think
0: that was she, so she had an area, Elizabeth Arden, the, cosmetics magnate was also um a racehorse owner and the owner of a of a breeding farm and she designed all of these basically kind of like fittings and like picked the light fixtures Mm -hmm. and things like that and kind of created the aesthetics for the stables so again this is like all this storied stuff is happening like in the fifties and sixties and contributes to why the place is so beautiful now. Right. Um, so then shall we get to the main event? We, we got to see a horse who you can visit in a romantic way. Mm-hmm for 225,000 dollars a pop.
1: Well, here it says 250 on the website, so they must be uh
0: they must be raising his rate. Yeah, I think they raised his rate. So Okay, cuz I was looking on another site that said 225, but yeah, a quarter of a million dollars you can get um the big daddy. The big. And, who... and when we say big, we mean it. We mean it. And that is Into Mischief. (laughs) Into Mischief. We were so excited when we came around the corner. We did not expect to see Into Mischief. I don't know why, but we didn't. We were so thrilled to have seen Authentic. But when we came around the corner and we saw Into Mischief, you would have thought we'd seen the Beatles. We were like (laughs) freaking out. But wasn't it one of those moments where... The
1: clouds opened up and the angels sang. Because yes. when you see the grandeur of that animal, he's big and fit, and his coat is glossy, and his eyes are gorgeous. And I mean, he was just like that perfect specimen of horseydom.
0: And the thing <laughs> of is, he does—he does have charisma. I mean, everybody oh my else God. was freaking out too. You could tell he is the emperor. In yes. that place, he rules that roost, and he was like, "Yeah," but he, he was he was a friendly emperor. But it was hilarious. He was just he was goofy like, too because he kept chewing on the bars. He was and, chewing his bars, yeah. And then across
1: from him was Maximus Mischief, and he was trying to escape. And they they called him an escape artist because he just found ways to get out. <laughs> but both of them were chewing on their bars like they were both mischievous. And kind of wanted out,
0: and um, and the the marketing woman said that into mischief, basically, and I keep calling her a marketing woman, which I know maybe sounds rude, but she was giving us the tour, (laughs) and she she, that is, and I forget, let me find that poor woman's name. (laughs) Was it 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 Amelia or something? Oh girl, we are so sorry. Is she in the (laughs) is she in the about us section? That's where I'm looking. (laughs) Oh no. Okay, so we're not sure of your name because we suck. But But you were, we thought you were awesome. Yeah, we we thought thought you you were were fantastic. So anyway, she but she said that if uh, part of the reason uh, into mischief was gnawing his bars because they get taken out to exercise every day. They eat tons of food. They they get uh, you know a busy life to keep them active. But the one thing they're not doing before February is they're not having mayor visits. And she said, when he's not, you know, working, he gets agitated because he'd like to be working. Yeah, Because he's a
1: gigolo at heart kind of thing. Yeah. It was so funny because like he, all right, can I just say it? Yeah, yeah. All right. So they walk him out and
0: he's standing there. Yeah, it was authentic stingling. Oh, okay. And he was walking around, and then they were like, "Give him a minute to put it back in the tube."
1: Right. Oh, yeah. That was that was crazy. And yeah, it was like he was mad. It's like I'm mad that I'm not doing it right now. Why am I not doing it right now? You've taken me out, and I should be doing it because that's what we do. We take me out and let me do it.
0: <laughs> right. Right. So authentic- <laughs> the thing I do. Yeah, so authentic was also, you know, the lipstick left the tube, and it was shocking to everybody in its uh, dimensions, but also the speed. There it was. And yeah. then, Oh yeah, a couple steps. It was back. they are machines. He, he is a machine. It was,
1: yeah, it was the most impressive thing ever. (laughs) I mean, I've, I've been to stables before and I've been brushing a horse and suddenly, you know, I'm kind of on the, on their leg brushing away and suddenly like that shows up in my face and I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) But, but this was amazing because we were all just standing there and all of
0: a sudden it's like. (laughs) And the, the woman giving us the tour you know, ask the handler to like, Oh, give him a little walk. Like they just I didn't know you could walk few it few off step. either. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he, you know, took a few steps and then it was, I feel like I need to say that to a lot of men like walk right. it off, dude. Walk it off. And then it was gone. As quickly as it came, like a it really was summer day. It was was just it just drifted off. So yeah, Yeah, it was yeah. So and then we saw I forget which other horse we saw, but one of the horses that was in the stalls also had a huge like well hello there kind of moment. Um, But yeah, she says that these horses love their work. Oh, I'm sure. They they like their work. They they get fed well. They get exercised well, and during the breeding season, they may do three visits a day with mares. Uh huh. So they took us around to basically kind of the breeding barn, which is this huge, very huge barn. They've got like shredded tires. Mm-hmm. that create this, um, very soft floor so that it's, you know, easy on the horse's feet and, and everything. And, and then. And there's absolutely no smell. There's no smell. No.
1: Cause they yeah. actually, they, they clean it and they churn it up. And so when you walk in there, it's like, you would never know anything occurred in there because
0: it's perfect. Right. Because apparently like you have to have those kind of procedures because horses are animals, obviously, and they're going to smell other animals and, you know, it's going to create problems. And so uh, not only that, but they want a clean atmosphere, environment for all this. So it's this big, almost like this kind of octagonal almost Mm -hmm. room. It's huge. And then there's all this shredded stuff on the floor. There are two booths, two glassed in booths on both sides where right. people can monitor. One of them is connected to a testing area where they can run all these uh tests on the horses. Yeah, they collect on-
1: samples of the DNA and yeah. Yeah, and they watch because it's all, you know, it's all done live. There's video that's taken as well to also, you know, compare and authenticate, well, so to speak, but, uh, you know, authenticate yeah. the, the materials and the, you know, you want to make sure you got the right horse with the right stuff.
0: Right. Well, and the, the thing is they, horses, um, thoroughbred horses must be bred under live cover. So even if you have a great horse, you couldn't just take that DNA and make a bunch of clones or test tube babies. Uh, thoroughbred horses have to be bred under live cover to be able to race. So that means live action. So they have this enormous parking lot in the back and it's huge because it's going to be full of nothing but horse trailers. They'll bring in the mares. They showed the area where they inspect them, they make sure that none of the mares who are coming in to breed are injured or have any, you know, health problems at the time, that they're in good condition, and that they're um, ovulating, obviously, that they're in in heat, and then they um, clean them very thoroughly, um, and then they bring them into this octagon thing, and talk about the weird, like, leather thing oh that they put on. yeah it is like this um it's
1: almost like our humongous saddle but it's flat and then it has these like um strips that are like vertical that you know they are they're perpendicular and those are to actually help the stallion so the 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 actual covering or saddle or what have you that is actually to protect the mare's back from any injury from the stallion who's all crazed and hot. <laughs> yeah. And then the, um, those strips that are vertical on that um, leather saddle thing. Um, and I'm, I'm lame because I don't actually know what it's called, but I don't know what it's, it's, it's to help either. them grip. It's to help the stallion grip. Um, so that he doesn't you know fall off or have yeah. any and, issues. And so it's, it's really loose... just for the yeah, it's for the sake of you know um, facilitating the event, if you
0: will. and pre- and and it protects the mare and then mm-hmm. it's got these loose little leather flaps, almost like big fat fringe, but these leather flaps, and those are to give the stallion something to bite because otherwise some of them will bite the mare's ear. Mm-hmm. Or will nibble her neck or whatever, and you don't want that, you don't want her to have any injuries, so they have these flaps on it, so if he gets if he's a biter <laughs> and he wants to give something a hickey, he will grab this these like leather flaps that are on this big um saddle piece, and the mares are up they they like turn their back ends to the stallions and they have their um hooves on this kind of like padded. They have like a padded area and the, Oh, I forgot this. This part is great to make sure that the mares are in heat. They put them in stalls. We talked about the cleaning area where they check them and they bring in what's called a teaser. And the teaser is a young buck, um, not going to be allowed to breed with them, but a young buck who shows up they put him in the stall next door and they see if she turns her back end towards him to see if she's ready for mm-hmm. breeding action yeah <laughs> and so those teasers apparently a big deal was that um uh, B Wayne Hughes liked the teasers to be high-quality horses, and he has a love for, or had a love for quarter horses. So a lot of these were really great, like quarter horse and thoroughbred um, crosses, and so they have really high-quality teasers who apparently are sometimes allowed to breed, and then staff members at Spendthrift Farm end up riding the teasers and progeny of the teasers. How great would that be? That yeah. Would be incredible. It would be- I mean, those have to be amazing horses. So, well, plus, that, you know, there's there's a name
1: for the process too. That is, it sounds terrible, but they call it jumping the mare. I yeah. mean, that's what it's called, jumping the mare. because
0: <laughs> that's what's <sighs> happening. Yeah, that's she's got jumped. She, that's that's what's going on. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that so that that whole operation was amazing, and you could just imagine scheduling that they do. And that they would have like maybe three sessions a day, you know, for a given horse. And she said, some of them take like half an hour from the whole process to bringing them in, to putting them together with the mare, to making sure everything is set up and nice and setting up the observation. And then there we go. And apparently there's one horse, I forget which one it was. Do you remember Weege? Um, she said, "He this horse likes uh likes wine and roses." And so I, yeah, he I don't takes, know if it was like, Matoli.
1: I can't remember. In he my, takes and, like two hours to get right. Yeah, to he's not get like down to not it. like into mischief. Who just bolts through the door? It's like woman.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's not a. Yeah, he's he's not he's not your love him and leave him type. He likes a little romance. This this other horse, which was which was hilarious. So yeah, and you could just imagine the whole back. Parking lot just full of horse trailers, from and I guess they go from February to July. Is that right? That's their breeding season. Yeah. I think so. It's just like horse sexy, I nonstop.
1: Yeah, even. Yeah, I think it's it might even go a little later, but yeah, it's definitely oh, okay. it's definitely you know I can't imagine taking care of that three times a day, like going through that process three times a day. That's crazy. I mean, like if you're their
0: handler. Good God! <laughs> I know, I know, but uh, but yeah, but you have you have horses like into mischief, and you know whose progeny make great race horses, and so they're getting a quarter million every yeah. time he jumps. Everybody jumps wants on some of it. that, yeah. Oh yeah, uh, yep, yeah. yep. The foals, I guess, are born. It's about eleven to twelve months. Yeah. for the horse. The horse's pregnancy, which is a long darn time. Right. So, um, they're gonna get pregnant in the spring, basically, and then have a baby in the spring. Have a baby who stands up in like five minutes after they're born. I, I know, <laughs> I know. This huge baby. But uh yeah, so they have so they have their their uh the spring fulls. Yeah, it's an amazing place though, if you get a chance to go
1: to spendthrift, the stories are epic, and the horses are beyond gorgeous, and you really will fall in love. And and they're building
0: a new, I guess, visitor center, mm-hmm. which is going to have in the future um, because they have events there too, not during the breeding, but like they have things like like <laughs> wine tasting events and stuff. You don't you don't it's just the, sit there in the booth and that's the it's watch not, and bang, yeah. No, that's <laughs> yeah. No, it's all, but because the setting is lovely. They right. have like, you know, they have various events there and stuff. And, and they're so going they're- to be having um like bourbon tastings and things like that in the yeah. future and dining
1: and what have you. Yeah. Cause so they- it sounds like it'll be nice.
0: Yeah. They're building the visitor center and it'll have like a little shop, of course, and stuff. But they also have stuff like Authentics Kentucky Derby Blanket of all the roses. And they've freeze dried that and they're going to make it into the floor so that you can actually look and sort of see you know, the Derby blanket and stuff. So they're going to have a lot of cool, um, more stuff to look at, which I think will be fun. But yeah, it's definitely worth going. You will fall in love. Um, I don't know how much we're going to have to cut out of this because we (laughs) said some crazy things, but you know what, listener, you deserve to know. How does a stud farm work? Well, this is how it works. Oh, this was the thing I forgot to say. If you, I thought this was really interesting. You only pay... Once the foal is born healthy. So even though into mischief is worth a quarter million dollars a bang, you are not going to pay until your mare gives birth of a healthy foal. Oh yeah, that is interesting. And, and if it doesn't, you get another try. Or if for some reason they think the mare uh, is pregnant, but she isn't really and you need to try again. Basically they get paid when the healthy baby is delivered and not before. Right. So there's always a, a big lead time um, as we wait to make sure everything went well. But I thought that was interesting too. It is.
1: Yeah. Definitely.
0: Yeah. I think that's it from our trip to Spent Thrift Farm. Yeah. Until next time, dear listeners, happy racing, y'all. Happy racing, y'all! <laughs> Yeah!